good afternoon. I, uh, I must confess I'm not used to speaking publicly in English anymore. When I used to raise money for Geshe, I traveled to America, I spoke all over, but now I, my public speaking in English is once a year here in Herzog. Um, but I, I will do my best. Uh, this year has, a, has an interesting history. Uh, about eight, ten months ago, I, I had the, on the internet listened to a brief cheer of my Rebbe, of Salvechik, Zechorno Levracha, on Parshat Emor, and he made a statement that was really astounding, I felt. And his students had trouble understanding him. Yes, Rebbe, we don't, we don't understand it, explain it. And the Rav explained it once, twice, three times. They didn't get it, and, and I was kind of depressed because the man that I knew as not only the greatest genius I ever met, but the greatest educator, couldn't quite get it through to his students. And uh, then I realized it was his last year in teaching. The Rav was already slowing down. But uh, I was curious to crack this, what did the, the Rav mean? At the same time, I happened to be teaching Sanhedrin. I teach a Shia once a week in Gemara. I was dealing with the issue of murder. The third thing that came about was we have a Shia in our shul in all the Chama in Jerusalem every Friday morning, 7.30, different speaker each week. I always give the speech at the end of the Hazino. That's why I'm postponing it, but... This time, Gabi Korn asked me, he said, do me a favor, give it a different parsha." I said, you know what? Let me do Emor. Emor is the parsha that the Rav spoke about. This will force me to, to deal with this issue. And so what I want to share with you today is what happened to me when these three factors uh, intersected. Uh, I will, I, you can call it an apology, but it's not really an apology. I know this is a Yom Yudan Tanakh. But the first half of this year is going to be halacha. Because I need that background in order to get to what I want to afterwards. But I tell you, it's interesting halacha in the sense I think it will help uh, make an adjustment on certain stereotypes that we have. And so let's start learning. And uh, I think there's no problem following it. It's fairly simple. It's mostly Rambam. It's just the beginning of using a modern Mishnah. Let's start. I hope you all have the handouts. And we're starting now. Um, the Gemara, the, there's a Mishnah in uh, Sanhedrin that says as follows: a murderer that gets mixed up with others. Now, it's a strange thing happens. A person is convicted of murder, runs out of court, and mixes himself up with other people. So, there's nothing I can do. I don't know who he is. We can't recognize him. Let's say and this is, of course, a theoretical case. And uh, I mean, I assume the judges recognize them, but you know, let's say we can't. Um, we can't do anything, they all walk away scotch-free. We put them in what's called, it's a passive way of giving the death punishment. You put them in a, uh, it's a rare punishment that was used, you put them in a, a small chamber, feed them certain materials, and eventually he dies from, from this treatment. That's a, in certain ways, it's crueler than, than a regular death punishment. Fine. Now, the Gemara doesn't understand this. What do you mean he got mixed up with other people? Let's say this convicted murderer ran out, 
ran into the shuk and mixed himself up with, with, with 20 other people as pshitas, of course, everyone is potter. You, you can't give people death penalty because one got mixed up among them. But two, furthermore, Bahal Lema Rebuda Konsum or Tom Nakipa, so Rebuda is going to say, we're going to take all these people, one murderer and the rest innocent people, and put them in a keeper in this, in this chamber? Can't be. Amr Abibal, Amr Shmuel. Now we get to what the case is. He says, now we're talking about an unusual case. The case is, let's say, um, I'll, I'll read it first. Which means a person was brought to trial for, for murder. The witnesses came in. The judges met. They decided he's guilty. And they're about to say guilty when he runs out of court. So they didn't say guilty. They didn't pronounce Lonig Mardino. They didn't pronounce the death sentence on him. And he ran out and he got mixed up. And in the next room, there were three convicted people of the death punishment, and he mixes himself up among them. So here, well, the, the Chachamim say we can't do anything to them because a person that was not told by the court guilty, he is, you can't give him the death punishment. Even though we know he's guilty, but we can't do it. And he, by, he, by mixing himself up with three other people, who each of them have been convicted and should get the death punishment, he basically saves the others. All right? This is the a wild theoretical question. Now, what's interesting is, the Rambam brings this halacha twice. First, he brings it in the Sanhedrin, dealing with death penalties in general. Then he brings it again in Hilchot Rotskim, which is laws concerning murder, which deals specifically with the issue of murder. And let's just compare the way he brings it in both. It should be the same. All right. So in the Chod Sanhedrin, he says as follows. A person who nigmardino, he was convicted, and he got mixed up with other people. We don't know who he is. We don't know which one he is. Oh, and this is the more interesting case. Someone who we know is guilty, but was not convicted. The, the judges did not say guilty. All right? He got mixed up with someone who is convicted. Everyone is freed. Because unless a person is convicted, I say, you are guilty and you will be punished now, death sentence, unless he's pronounced guilty. Nothing you can do. All right, what are you going to do? So they all go scotch-free. Fine. In Hilchad Rotzeach, in the laws of murder, he brings the same thing. Watch what he does here. Rotzeach Shemig Mardino, Vinitarev Bacherem, a murderer who, who was convicted and got mixed up with others, Vinitarev Bacherem, Men Kulam Peturem. That's obvious. But now we're going to the case that interests us. A murderer, we know he's a murderer, but he just wasn't convicted. Other murderers, people who are convicted. Now, you know that this is a very unusual case because in the Mishnah there's even an opinion that if a person killed one person in 70 years, it's unusual. But here we got a few murderers convicted in one room and this other murderer that runs in there before the conviction, Right? 
שכולם פטורים מן המיתה. וואיט, הם לא פרי אפרדת, לא דת פרשנות, שאין גומרן דינו שלא דבר בפניו, you cannot convict a person only when you see him and you know him and you say you are guilty. And the Rambam adds three words. But we put all of them in prison. Now, that's interesting. When he, when he discussed the issue of general people's death sentences, what can I do? They're all free. There's a technical problem here. The person wasn't convicted. He got mixed up with others convicted. They all go free. When he gets to murder, he has a different issue. He says, one second. They all, we know they all committed murder. I, I can't give them the death sentence because this one person, you can't give a death sentence, he wasn't pronounced guilty. So I put them all in jail. So right away, the, the commentaries in the Rambam comment, why is this difference? And I bring here the Osameach at the bottom. He says as follows. He's now commenting on Sanhedrin, where, where the Rambam talks about general death sentences. Kol halachazu shana rabbeinu la'el this halacha, the Rambam quoted before, Bilchot Rotzeach, in laws concerning a murderer, fourth chapter, Berg Dalet. Rak, Desham, there, Berotzkem Kotav Rabbeinu, regarding murder, the Rambam wrote, the Mishalonig Madino, Shednetare, the Mishalonig Madino, Kulam Pturim. He says, someone who is not convicted, got mixed up with others who were convicted, they're all free, right? Minamita, the Osvinet Kulam. But there he says you have to put them all in prison. Avol, and then he adds on. Betin Chayavim Lahakota Maka Klova Lemita Laoslam. We know for sure that these people are all murderers. There is a technical problem we have here that we can't we can't affect the punishment. So we put them in prison, and the Ramam says you have to hit them. With 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 a, with with a, with a beating that is close to killing them, in other words, very seriously. as we'll see soon. And then he kiyamis. But this law is only by murder. All right. But all other cases of death, the people go scotch free. This is the first example of bringing that even though theoretically when you give a murderer the death penalty, it's like you give anyone else the death penalty. It's not true. The Rambam says, if I know I have in a room four people that, that were over of the Zara, and we have to give them skila, we have to give them murder, we have to stone them, all right? So Rambam says, one of them we're not sure of, we don't know which one, they all go scot-free. But I can't let murderers go scot-free because of a technical problem. All right? We get, well, no, I know they're not innocent. They all committed murder. The other three, remember, we're talking about a case. No, first case, you don't put them in jail. First case, they're free. They all go free. But in this case, now we're talking about the case where, where the, a person who was not convicted of murder, but did murder, we know that, got mixed up with people convicted of murder. Here's where we put them in jail. Only in this case. This is the only case. Now, now I'll show you another Rambam. The Rambam then, in Lachos Rotzeach, in laws concerning murder, etc., he says as follows, Perek Bet. Let's say, you know, we have a rule in Halacha, ain't shalich l'dvara veira. If I plan a bank robbery, I plan it, 
I prepared the getaway car, I had the picture of the bank, I did everything, and I told someone else to do it. The one who at the end is guilty is the one who does it. There's no such thing as making a messenger to commit a crime for you. The one who commits the crime is guilty. All right? Rabban now is discussing the issue of a gangster, which is unfortunately we, we know this issue. A gangster hires someone to murder someone. All right? This is his issue now. What do we do here? And this is the Varavera. We should say the gangster is free. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, he didn't do it. She says as follows. Someone who hires a murderer to, to, to murder his friend. He sent the slaves to kill him. Or he ties him up and throws him to a cage with a lion. And the lion kills him. Whereas in all these cases, he didn't do the actual murder. He, he planned it, he set it up, he paid someone, whatever it is. All these people are murderers. Don't use the word hariga. Hariga is killing. He didn't do the actual murder, but he's guilty of killing. He will pay the death penalty. God will mete out the death penalty, but but the courts cannot do it. Fine. But then he adds on. And Rambam adds on a point halacha here. All these murderers, he calls them. All these cases, the gangster, etc. We'll use that as the example. That technically you can't meet out, the, the, you can't give them, the, the, the courts cannot give them the death penalty. A king has a right to give them the death penalty. King has, is, is really, almost, let's call it above the law. The law is that he's above the law in this case. He can meet out the penalty. But then he had something else. If the court saw if the Besden decides that we have to kill him because we'll the, the compelling need of the hour. There are gangsters all over the place sending people to kill. If I let this go on, I can't what's going to happen. Did the time require it? Besden can do whatever they want. The court can do whatever they want. In other words, Rambam is in din of Horatsha. Horatsha is a compelling need of the hour. When that happens, then they can give out any penalty they want in any way. The best, the best, the court. The court makes that decision. It's the court's the real. The court decides for itself the Take a look at your Supreme Court, all right, what? whatever. Take a look at your Supreme Court. No, I mean, there's, ultimately, someone has to make such a decision. They make the decision, they give it out. Uh, the Rambam, that's why, I can't go into now, but if you look at other chapters, when he discusses what are the, quali- the qualifications of a dayan, of a judge, he gives qualifications up here because he knows that person has tremendous responsibilities. Now, the, dinner, the, the law of Horat Shah, the compelling need of the hour, is not a law of, of murder alone. 
It applies to anything that the, that the courts see as a compelling need. And if I brought in this next piece, but indented, because it's important to know that this is, this is a general rule. Yesh lebetin, a court has a right, l'halkot mishenu of malkot, to give beating to someone who doesn't deserve stripes. V'lharog mishenu mechuyav mita, and to give death to someone who is not guilty of death strictly according to the Torah. Torah, not that the, the court is going against the Torah, to build a fence around and to protect the Torah. If the, if the courts see that, that, that society is, is, is breaking, there's a breakdown of society in a certain area, they have to strengthen that area. And any way that they see fit, and that's the key. It all has to be only a, a, a law of the hour, a temporary ruling, but they cannot change the, the law. In other words, there's a law of, of a contemporary need. There is a temporary need for this, they can do whatever they want to. They can meet out the death sentence whoever they want if they identify there is a great danger. So there, murder is not different. But here, watch, here comes the great difference between murder and everyone else. Halacha hey, watch this. Let's say the king didn't kill this gangster. And let's say there aren't gangsters all over the country doing it. One gangster hires someone to kill someone else. So now I have to say, well, there's no shalich l'deyavera, as you can. The one that's guilty is the one that commits the crime, right? And it's not a compelling need of the hour. It's not horat shah, right? So he says, um, already the person of lawyers, nah, right, uh, nah, right, Right. In any of these cases, best in the court is nevertheless required regarding this gangster. And here you see where the court we had before came. They have to beat him, beating with close to killing him. And imprison him. And in, 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 even in solitary, if you want to, for many years. And to make the life miserable in all kinds of mechomenetzar. Why? And this is what key. Kedei lafchid kedei lafchidam ulayim ashara rishayim shoyoyayayim davol lefukol lemekshol. The reason is to act as a deterrent from others from doing this thing. Um, anyone else will say I'm going to arrange to kill my, my enemy like he did and I'm go scot-free you can't let it happen so Rambam says and the run now there's this, a few points in this Rambam that make it very unique first of all he begins by saying it's not there's no temporary need for it the Rambam says this is a general rule. Murder is different than everyone else. First thing. Two, we always talk about in Judaism there's no such thing as prison imprisonment. Here you see there is. It's a real case. 
It's a real imprisonment. We say usually there's no imprisonment. Everyone, you know, I, I, I've read many articles where people talk about how, how it's humane. I don't know what's more humane, beating or imprisonment, but I don't know, you know, when you want to defend something, you can say anything. But, but you, there is such a thing as imprisonment. It's rare, but there is imprisonment. Third thing is, it only applies to murder, to nothing else. The fourth thing is, the reason is given not because that crime is greater right now, but because it is a danger to society. I have to do it as deterrent. Because if I let gangster get away with this, then everyone's going to do it. And then comes the most interesting point. There is no known source for this Rambam. Right? You look at the commentaries, they say, where did the Rambam get this from? We don't know. We don't know. But the Rambam is very strict in this, and especially the reason is what interests me. And now I'll go to the last thing where the Rambam really develops the idea clearly. In the laws of Rotzeach, Shmirt, Rosham, Perak, Dal Halachachet, he says the follows. You know, we always discuss, uh, we've learned, anyone who's learned Gemara knows the problem that in order to convict a person, well, you need two witnesses that were standing at the same place at the same second, and they gave him a warning, a hatra, and the warning, according to some, has to be as follows. We want you to know that you are not allowed to do what you do because the Torah says dot, dot, dot. And if you do so, you will be convicted of death and receive the following punishment. That's a hatra. That is called a warning. And if you didn't give that warning, he's free. Right? That's what we used to stay here. So what the Rambam says is follows. He has a great chance of that happening. But look what the Rambam does with that halacha. Someone who kills someone, two witnesses saw him, but they happened not to be at the same place, the same angles, whatever it was. One after the other. Alright? Or or there was he killed someone before two them. Below Hatra, he didn't give the warning as is required. He didn't learn Gemara and Sanhedrin to read that whole long statement. All right? He didn't do it. They, the, the, the witnesses were found to contradict one another in Bedikot and not Chakirot. Chakirot and Chakirot are, are essential. Chakirot, I separate the two witnesses. One thing they have to be 100% uh, right, and that's Chakirot. Chakirot is time and place. Are they both saying the same day, the same hour, and the same place? Then the Bidikota, what color shirt was he wearing? What, what, you know, uh, all the other stuff. Now let's say they conflict each other in Bidikot. One says he was wearing a blue shirt and one a green shirt. Which, you know, you could make a mistake. Remember, the Adam are now looking very carefully at the guy's shirt at that moment. They see a horrible thing happening. All right, but, but technically you could cancel our witnesses on that basis. Rambam says, call Elo Haratzchanim, all these murderers. Forget about it, technically we can convict them. They are murderers. Kunsimoto Bekipa, they put them in this chamber. 
ומאכילים אותם לחם צר ומים לחץ עד שיצרו מעין, we, 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 we feed them uh, bread and water until their, their, their intestines shrivel, ואחר כך מאכילים אותם סעורים, then you give them barley, and then that, that causes it to expand, and eventually they die. It's a way of, of, of in the passive death. And the Rambam says, We don't do this to any other people that is convicted of death. There are many death penalties. Sex for certain sex offenses, for Shabbat, for all kinds of things, for, for, for worship, idol worship. No, we don't do it for any other ones. If they are convicted of death by the usual rules, we give them death. And if, and if technically I can't get them, we free them. But not, not death. By, by, by murder it's different. Now look at his reasoning. Now watch his words. Even though there are transgressions, more serious than, than murder, The other ones are not undermining the existence of society the way murder. Murder undermines society. Watch what he says. Even idol worship. And certainly sex offenses. which, he indicates, seem to be more serious, and we're going to try to understand that, than murder. They're not like Shvich HaDamen. Why? Because of all the Zorah and Shabbos, all these things are transgressions between man and God. But murder, it's between man and man, and that is worse. Anyone who has this transgression, this the Ramam says, he is an absolute evil person. And all the wonderful things, these that he did in his life, will not help him against this one transgression. And they will never summon, they will not save him when he comes to it. Now the Rambam, as I've clearly developed, sees Ritzicha as different from everyone else. But the strange thing is, even though it's more serious, he says, it's not as... <laughs> and when he says, it's not it's not among the serious, there are more serious crimes, but this one is worse. There's a, there's a kind of dialectic here in the Rambam. Uh, I can only explain this dialectic by showing you what I think is going on in, in the Rambam's mind. If you see the chart, the next chart of sources, the right one is the why the Rambam, the Rambam looked for a way. How can I categorize the seriousness of transgressions? He's looking for a tool. Why does he need the tool? Because in Pirkei Avos it says, Hezor b'mitzvah kalak chamura. Be careful with a, 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 a mild, a minor mitzvah, like a major one, like a serious one. So Rambam says, one second, how do I know 
What's color? What's chamura? What's minor and what's major? How do I know this? What's enough for me? What? What's enough for me? Of all, it's only musr, but in other things, it has to do because if you do a crime that you're guilty of two things, sometimes which would you get? Come rabbi me now. You could have deal now. So Rambam says here as follows. We're not going to read the whole thing. I just want to read the first half. Hatorah um, kula, the entire Torah. Some of it is positive commandments and some are negative commandments. He says, I don't Regarding negative commandments, the Torah generally, generally tells you what the punishment is. Some kores cutting you off, some death, uh, death by heaven, some stripes, malchus. Ah, now the three lines are the critical. We know all the negative commands, what the punishments are. And by doing the punishments, I know which is more serious and which is more intrinsic. The Rambam then lists eight categories. We know that anyone who doesn't have to know, Skelos, Rafa, Herak, Chenek, you've got the four ways of, of meeting our death, and the Gemara discusses the severity. Skila stoning is the worst, and Chenek, uh, st- choking, is the least. Then after that, the Rambam says, Kores, cutting off, and death by heaven, and Malkos, and he has these categories, and that way we know which is more, ser- more, more, more serious. Ma? Huh? It's not the whole day. No, the Rambam. No, the Rambam. Oh, the four. Yeah. All right, whatever. But it doesn't matter. So that person will order the ones differently. But, but, the, but the Rambam is saying, I can judge, if I, if I need a criteria to judge the seriousness of a transgression, I use punishment. But I'm going to show you two other places where the Rambam suddenly, well, not exactly. All right? For instance, the first one is a very interesting one. <laughs> the Torah is against them. He says as follows. Look at the left now. Person must be very careful treating widows and orphans because they are very sensitive, fragile. Even though they may be wealthy. Even the, the widow of a king and, and his orphans. Mushara and Ali, and we're warned to treat them very, very cautiously. Be careful not to um, oppress any widow or orphan. The love there, the Rambam adds, this negative commandment, you don't even get Malchus, which means of his eight categories, it's the bottom one. It's all the way to the bottom one. Hare on shem furash Torah. Torah gives a different punishment. Torah says, "I will be. Uh, my anger will be, be 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 strong with you, and I will kill you by sword in war or something." Brit karet. God had God has made a special uh, Brit, a special uh, um, covenant. Right? The God with anyone. Whenever these sensitive people call to him, he answers immediately. Now, 
Here the Rambam had a problem. He said that where there's no malchus, where there's no stripes, that's the lowest, number eight. And all of a sudden he says, but the Torah says this is different. He has the same problem by Shavuot Shalva of someone who takes an oath in vain, which Gamar regards it very because the Torah is Kilo Hashem. It's in the Ten Commandments. And says, Lo Hashem. God will not forgive someone who, who, who mentions his name in vain. So the Rambam says, and, and afterwards in Rechot Shavuot, Avon Zem it's one of the serious commandment uh, things. Kamosha Biyanu Bilchot Shuvah, Afal Pish Embolo Korei Filomizas Basin Yeshpo Chilol Hashem. Hamakudash, it's it's a Chilol Hashem, and that's the worst. Shu Gadol Mikol Avono. Rabbi here is playing a kind of dialectic game. He 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 needs an objective way to line up serious and, and non-serious from line them up. On the other hand, he realized there are there are. Uh, the rule is violated. At least I find three cases in the in the in the um, widow and, and orphans, in in the uh, oath in vain, and in murder. Murder, a person guilty of murder is gets cherev, which is number three on the list, or number four according to one. But it doesn't matter. It's it's certainly not one or two. But the Rambam gets very excited and he says this term. What I wanted to show in this part, and what I need for we continue. I just want to conclude this part. The Rambam put murder in a category of its own. The Rambam says clearly, first of all, that it is a, 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 a transgression against man. And that's why he regards it as so serious, because he says there's not only a regular transgression against man, but this can undermine society. And therefore, he says, it, it's even worse than those that I myself said are in a higher category in enlisting. All right? This is where he And this fits in with the place of Lo Tirzach in the Ten Commandments. Because it's <coughs> Ten Commandments are really divided into half. The right side is between God and man, and the left side is between man and man. And that's what I brought the Ramban at the beginning. That's what the Ramban says. Vinea Seret Adibrot. And he says, here we have the Ten Commandments, Chamisha, B'kavod Abore, five, respecting the God, Chamisha, L'tovat Adam, five, for the good health, for the benefit of man, and then he explains why Kibbut uh, Avaim, or uh, honoring parents, is in the right commandment, it should really be in the left. But he says, in honoring parents is a way of showing honor to God as well. That is an issue in itself, which we will not discuss there. Fine. All right, so we now know that what Ritzich is all about. It's terrible, it's different, it's between man and man. Fine. Now I want you to open up your Tanakh to Vayikra. Now you know, it's still the Mayan of Tanakh. You know, I have, to, uh, I have to play the game by the rules, you know. I don't think uh, I don't. I think it's category number nine of the Rambam, which is the list. If you violate the rules of the game, uh, you know. Ten, twenty-four, ten, chapter twenty-four, verse ten. This is a famous story of the Megadeth, the blasphemer. In you now, here we are. We're, we're just put you. Let's just place ourselves. The Jews are now in the desert. Wandering around, we don't know exactly when this happens in the 39 years of wandering around there, but 
This is the story. I'll read it in Hebrew and translate it. Vayetze ben Isha Yisraelit, v'hu ben Ish Mitzri, b'toch b'nei Yisrael, v'hinotzum v'machane ben Yisraelit, Isha Yisraelit. Abed is the, the son of a, of, a, of a Jewish mother, and uh, but he's the son of, a, of, a, of an Egyptian father, all right? And there's a, there's, a, there's a fight that happens between this person and Ish Israeli and a Jew. There's a fight, fine. Vayikol ben Yisraelit, et Hashem vayikalel. And this person, in, in the fit of anger, curses God. They bring him to Moshe. I am Shemi Mo. His mother's name is Shlomo ben Divri the Mante Dan. His mother's name is from the from the um, tribe of Dan. Now Moshe doesn't know what to do. He was not told what the punishment is. So what do they do? They put him not in prison here. They put him in jail because they just want to hold him. It's a holding operation to find out till they know what to do. The Faresh Lam Al Hashem to wait till God explains them what to do. By the very simple Moshe Moore, God says to Moshe, take this this slander or the blasphemer outside of the of the uh, of the camp, the Samhu Kala show, and all those that heard this blasphemy put their hands on his head, and you stone him. And he tells him, I'll give you a general rule now. Ish ish. Any person who curses God, he will have to bear he will have to bear the transgression and pay and pay the price. Now let's just skip to verse twenty-three. Story continues. And Moshe tells this to Bnei Israel, and they take the blasphemer outside of the camp, and they stone him in Israel, and they do what God commanded Moshe. Fine, that's a very nice story. There's only one problem here. I skipped a few verses. Well, let's take a look at what I skipped. Let's start by. Um, all right, in the 17, Yudzayan. All right? The Ishkiyaka Kolefashadam Motumat. If a person murders another person, he's guilty, death. I know what it's doing here, but whatever. Umakenefesh Behema, but if you hit a kid, or a kill, or, or, or injure a, a, an animal, you shall man, he pays nefesh, nefesh, nefesh. The cost of, you know, whenever he did. And if someone injures someone else, whatever he did, that's what you do to him. Broke a break for a break, iron for an iron, an eye for an eye, a tooth for two. Whatever he does to the other one, that's what we done to him. But if you kill, if you hurt, if you hit an uh, animal, you pay. But if you, uh, a person you kill, the death penalty. This is a rule for all the, the sojourners and everyone in the country. And it's very fine, but what's it doing here? The Rav asked this class, what's this doing stuck in the middle of a story? You want to say something, finish the story. And then say this. I mean, 
he has no problem with this. He has problem with his placement. What's it doing in the middle? Now, um, as I said, we, we had a sh- the, the Shiva had to give it all Nechama. Um, the rule, there also there are certain rules of the game. Every year, they take, a, they take an issue, a topic of forage, like Rashi one year, Ramban, you know, and you have, this year they took the, um, the new methods being developed in our generation. All right, I had to do something of the new methods. All right, so what are we going to do? I gave this lecture there about five years ago also. I had to do this. Now, I, I'm not cynical of the new methods. I'm going to use it right away. But they're very dangerous because they look so good. They sometimes um, can trick you. What I did last time was I took a chiastic structure made by one of the well-known lecturers in this place, and I will not name him, but it doesn't matter. Very beautiful. And I took that same portion and built a different chiastic structure. And I put both on the table. And my share for now was, let's discuss who's right. All right? At the end, we took a vote. I won by one or two votes. And then I revealed the truth. And then I said, the last 10 minutes, now I'll tell you something else. My son-in-law, who's an expert in Tanakh, claims they're both wrong and misleading, and he gave me a different interpretation. So, but now I'm going to use chiastic structure, because I think it's going to help me to understand what the Rav answers. Now, I, I purposely didn't give this out before, because when you give a chiastic structure, everyone jumps to look at it, and you can't... <laughs> and then I'll tell you, I, I, would, I would have used... I, I have. I, I told you, I would have used uh, some kind of, uh, you know, the, these technological... Uh, but I don't believe in them, because half the time they don't work. You come in already, you prepare it all, and then there's a technical problem, it doesn't work. Uh, it's not for me. All right. Now... Uh, What I've done here is, you see with the with lines, classic chiastic structure, but let me tell you something. Here, I don't think anyone's going to come up with an alternative. Here, it's clearly right. Not because I did it. It's so, it's so obvious, but it is right. You can't miss it. It's, it's too obvious. So, sometimes chiastic structures are very um, sophisticated. This is not sophisticated. This is, this is not souffle. This is potatoes and meat. This is clear. Now, but usually, I do make one change. Usually, chiastic, they start on the outside, they build in and in, and the middle gives the answer. I'm going to do it. I want to start in the middle and build out. All right? I think the middle of the chiastic structure is, it's 20, shever tachat shever, ayin tachat ayin, shein tachat shein. All right? This is what it's all about. There's got to be some kind of Correlation between the crime and punishment. My mother used to like Allah Shalom. She's like the Mikado. There was a song there to make the punishment fit the crime. Something that was the Mikado or something. I don't know. She used to make the punishment fit the crime. The punishment fit the crime. It's in my ears. I saw that. She used to like to listen to it. But that's basically what it is. What it's saying here is that now Chazal say that this is not literal. It's 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 financial. In this case, I believe they're 100% right in understanding it, and there's a few good reasons given for it. First good reason given for it is it is impossible to make the two commensurate. If someone breaks an arm of someone else, go break his arm exactly the way that arm is broken. That doesn't work. And I got news for you. 
if, if, if I break the arm of a 10-year-old, and you break my arm, he will heal in two weeks. If I heal in three months, I'm doing very well. It was the, 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 number two, eye and tachadai, eye for an eye. I have very poor vision, you can see. I, mean, uh, I use very big letters, I took my glasses. Someone, good vision, you can't get a commensurate. But the absolute proof of it, I think, is, is, is Pesach Yudchet 18, which we'll get to in a minute, which says, If you kill, let's say, a, an animal, you have to pay it. It says pay it. So it's clear we're talking about here monetary compensation. Now, so what this means is that the middle thing is saying, if you, if you do damage to someone else, You've got to compensate him with financial compensation, which is on parity to the damage done. Fine. All right. Let's go on. Then we go out and we take Yutet, which is 19, and the end of Chaf. 19, it's a, Yutet says, Ishki ten mumbamito. If someone injures his fellow person, Kasherosa Kenya Salo. As he did, that's what should be done. And that's exactly what the verse afterwards says, the end of Chaf. Kasher yitain mumba mito. If you give an injury to, to uh, a friend, Kenya detain lo. Even those words, the same words are the same. I mean, it's, it's clear. It's, it, this, is a, this is a chiastic structure. You can't miss it. Which means here that there is, you have to find monetary compensation for damage that they do to a person. There was the middle thing, Shevatachashever were examples, and now we just gave the principle. The principle behind it is Kenyaselo, you have to have to have to be on parity. Now we'll go a little further. Maken Yudchat eighteen. Umakenefesh behema yeshomena and if you now not a human uh, animal, if you hit a behema you have to pay it. And nefesh, nefesh, nefesh. It could be if you killed it, you have to pay you kill it, but whatever, it's, 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 it's financial compensation, and this matches with 21. Again, exact words. It's, it's a clear repetition. Right. Now we get to something interesting. Which is 17. If a person kills another person, he is guilty of death. And that goes down to the, also to the end of Chafalaf of 21. And the Rav stopped here and said, why? Why? If we are saying there is financial compensation, well, for human beings, there can also be financial compensation. After all, if I look at it from a biological point of view, what's the difference between a human and an animal. They have both have circulatory systems with hearts running in. They both have hormones. They both have uh, breathing systems. They, they both have nervous systems. They both have, have the kidneys and then and, 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 and liver and then brains and everything. It's the same thing. So what are you going to claim? Biological. You can make a claim. Well, the difference is our brain is more sophisticated. Well, if you take a, let's say I compare a rabbit to a monkey, the brains, you'll find a monkey a great deal, but they're sophisticated. So then it's just a quantitative difference. In other words, you have the rabbit, you have the monkey, and we have the biggest, the most sophisticated brain. If I look biologically at a person, and that's where it stands, 
if I don't see something beyond, then why, if, if the rule is can you sell low, and I'm able to translate everything into finances, money, why can't I translate this into money as well? What's the problem? We know, for example, if I do a, a damage to him and I don't kill him, well, it's trans- I can translate them into money. There's there's Nezak Tsar Ripu Shevaz Boshes. Remember, we all learned there are five categories where I pay him. The actual damage, uh, the, the pain that he suffers, the embarrassment, Bukhuli. In other words, there's a few categories. And the Gemara discusses each category. How can I quantify it? Well, the same thing. You murder a person. How we go quantify it? I don't know. Then, uh, you know, I haven't sat down to do it, but I guess it can be done in some way. All right? Huh? Well, you know, I, I think I'm worth less than a 20-year-old. I don't know. And money? Money? Uh, not, <laughs> this is, but the Rav asked with it. So the effort has to be different. So the Rav then said something very, very clear. There is only one reason that I can claim that, man is, that, that, that here it's death penalty. Because the difference between man and everything else is not quantitative, there is a qualitative jump. There is an essential difference. And the essential difference appears in the verse that we all know that I brought here right away, right after this. Shofech dama adam ba'adam damoi shofech. Why do we give murder? Why do we give a murder at the death penalty? Ki yotzelem elokim barayat adam. Because man is created in the image of God. There's a tzelem elokim. Which means, all animals, I compare them, there's there's a quantitative comparison. Man, something else happened. Something else completely different happened. Man is, 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 um, man is defined as different, essentially different. Alright? That's why, if you take a look at the, at the other, um, the next line of the, uh, of the chiastic, on top it says, uh, in the middle of Ted Zion, Kola Eida, Kigerge Ezrach Benakvo Shem Yumat. We're talking about Kola Eida, all people, or even a sojourner, and a Ger, everyone. In the bottom it says, Mishpat Echad in 22. The same rule applies to Gerke Ezrach, because this is a human issue. It is not a Jewish issue. It's human. The human being is a qualitative jump above everyone else who were created at Salam Elokim. And then the Rav came up with his statement. All right? He said as follows. He said, um, blasphemy against God is equivalent to murder of man. And murder of man is equivalent to blasphemy against God. And I'll explain to you what I think he meant by that statement. Now we have enough to understand it. I think he meant as follows. If you blaspheme against God, if I curse God, I am really denying God's presence, existence, his importance. <coughs> but if there's no Elohim, there's no Tselem Elohim. Once I deny God and I blaspheme against God, I am taking away man's claim for a qualitative difference. It is the connection between Giduf, between blasphemy and murder that makes sense because I blasphemy against God God's existence a recognition of God and the recognition of God created us in his image is what gives us this special a special status a qualitative difference and therefore the Rav said Gidov 
If I blaspheme against God, I'm basically converting man into an animal. I've taken away his distinct human character. And then he claimed the opposite also. Retzach Adam. If you murder man, murdering man is very converting man, converting man into, a, into an animal. You're denying his uniqueness. You're denying it's Salam Kim. You're denying his Yikud. Remember, God's existence on this world. He doesn't exist anywhere. He only exists one place. In our mind, we and our, we have a conceptual... This is the jump between animals and us. We have a conceptual mind. We can conceive of God. We bring him onto this world. The Shekhinah, man brings him onto this world. If you are my people, I'm God. If not, I'm not God. We're only God because... because we, God is in this world only because we believe in Him. And then if you kill man, you're taking away his tzalem alokim, you're in effect denying the existence of God. Everything has changed. And that's why you have this chiastic structure here. If you look at the structure, you have Gidof. Has something to happen, and the Torah takes a step back with this. One second. A Magadev, a blasphemer, is given a death penalty. Let me explain you why. Because your uniqueness is based upon the Tzalem Elohim and blasphemy is going to undermine your existence and undermine the whole society. And so you have this, these halachas in the middle about the murder of human beings structured in a certain way which points out the uniqueness of man that helps us understand the connection. And then the rub brought in, I forgot some of these, I want to bring in just one or two medrashim just to show you, show you how the medrash hints at this very clearly. In Dvorim Perek Kofal, if I have here, uh, if someone is convicted of the death penalty, it's really talking about skill only, a stoning, after he's, he's, he's given the death penalty, you hang the body for a day. Don't leave it hanging. On that very day, bury him. Just for, for, just for a short while, put him up there. Why? Because the, the curse of God is hanging there. Rashi explains this based on the Medrash. Why don't you hang it? What's the connection between this? If you... If you make a mockery of man, you are making a mockery of God. Shadam Because man is created in the image of God, the Yisraelim Banav, He gives the marshal of two uh, brothers that are, that are twins. Shayudomulelze, exact twins. One becomes a king, and the other one is caught thievery. They find him as a thief. And they hang him. To anyone sees him hanging, if you see man being killed, you're in effect destroying God because you're destroying the concept of Tzalem God's presence in this world. That's what the Medrash is saying. And then I found a small quote from the Rav from the Salavachik where he says that man's uniqueness is only based on the Tzalem Elohim. Look what he says here. Adam Kadosh Kedusha A man has a, a, a super holiness in him. 
Nivrahu Betzalmahu. He's created in God's image, Elohim. Chashivut Hayachid. The only importance, the, 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 the single importance, Apiyash Kafata Yadot, according to the, the Jewish conception, is Mizdahitim Kedushatau. The uniqueness of man depends upon his Kedusha, which he defines as Tzalem Elohim. You take that away, man has lost everything. I've converted man into an animal. Mechilta, I bring Mechilta that says something very similar. Mechilta brings up an interesting issue. The, 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 if I take the two tablets, right, the right side begins with Anochi Hashem Elokecha, right? I'm God. And the second one, Dasha not kill. So it says, one is against the other. Ktiv Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Ukenegdo, an opposite it, Lotitzok, Dasha not kill. Magir of the Torah is teaching us. Shekol Misha Shofech Dam, anyone that commits murder. It's as if he's impinging upon the image of God, the King. I'm not going to bring the mashal, you can read it yourself later, it doesn't. When I think what we came out with, I want to just close it up now. What came out was we saw in the first half that it seemed to be, according to the Rambam, clear that murder is an issue of mankind, being man and man. Uh, it is a particularly severe problem because it, unlike all other problems, this undermines the existence of society. And that's why so the Ramban says it belongs on the left side, etc. What Rav Soloveitchik comes along and says, no, it is not only undermining society, it is also a, 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 a undermining a belief in God. Because Retzach is blasphemy. If I, if I, if I destroy man, the, creating the image of God, then I'm like, I hung a man, I hung the brothers, they look the same. I'm in effect undermining the belief in God. And um, in many ways, I think, you know, the Ramban, which I didn't read, the Ramban and, and, and most of the commentaries have problem. One is, we mentioned one is only a mother and father doing in the first commandments. It should be in the second. And the Ramban claims that it's a bridge because honoring parents has an element of human relations, but also a person develops a belief in God through his respect for his parents. It's, I, I once wrote an article on it, which I didn't publish one many, but it, when you have a little kid looking up to his father, think of, you know, a little two-year-old, his father, you know, one that can save everything, you develop, he develops a concept of God through that. So it's connected with the second. And now I think with the Ravis coming up and saying, yes, Lotitzach is in the second, right? It's man to man, but it also is connected to the first. So the fifth and the sixth are both bridges between the two tablets. Uh,